interesting just to, you know, you put a bit of a program together and you, you prayerfully, you know, you look at different elements and I just love, I love when different students come through and say, God really spoke to me when? You know, Callum, like you talked about the prayer room, the prayer, the, the prayer line over there, we had, actually they wrote their little prayers and they, they pegged them up and then they took someone else's down and prayed for that and put their own up there and pegged them, all those sort of things. So, you know, and that spoke to you and then other things um, spoke to other people. So, so yeah, so this week, or just this this week as we've gone along, I guess we've just tried to extend that into, into, this, um, into this Saturday morning program just to show you a little bit about what's going on and hopefully to, I guess, bless you uh, as our students have been uh, also blessed this week. So, I've got two more students. Where are they? Are? Michael and Isabel. Where are you guys? There they are, up the back, who are going to come up and share as well. Uh, just a couple of more. Um, oh yeah, thanks, Cal. A couple of more stories of just their their little perspectives on on the week, and then we'll sit and have a chat. So come up. So first of all, you can introduce yourself to everybody, and maybe what grade you are, and then yeah, just share your highlights. Um, my name's Isabel. I'm in grade nine, and my highlight from this week was Val in general. But I think Arani's speech about probably touched me the most because I think it's really hard to follow God when we're so stuck in hurt and we like to go our own way and try to fix things our way when in reality the best way to get to get through something is just to give it to God and that's something that I think we all struggle with but it told me a lot at that time that we need to let go of a lot of things and just give it to God. Uh, my name's Michael I'm in grade seven and what touched me was when she was talking about hope as well. I was like, you just got to have hope in God that he will direct you in the right way. And I liked Arani. She was a really good speaker. It's a shame that she couldn't be here today, but we still have meals, so that's all cool. Oh, thank you. Oh, thanks, Michael. Thank you. Because the start of the, at the welcome, they said, you know, well, we've just got, sorry, we've just got Neil. So, hey, that's how <laughs> Sorry, Michael, keep going. But, yeah, and uh, something I would take away from it is, like, don't like don't let Instagram control you. Don't let your friends control you. But like, control yourself or give God that remote, and He'll control you. Awesome. Oh, welcome. Um, thank you. Give them a little. Well done. Give them a little round of applause. Yeah. So so obviously obviously we've said it over and over already. Um, what we're speaking about, or what we spoke about this week, was all about control. And as and as we said, the uh, Rani who uh, she's actually a a theology student from Avondale. Um, she had to go back. She, she couldn't be here today. Um, so yes, as we've said, you're stuck with me. Uh, just for today. So, uh, what I'm going to talk about, I guess it's sort of a little bit of a summary, but it's also probably, I want to talk about one thing. We're still going to run along this whole theme of remote control and, and some things that control us as we've been talking all week. And students, you'll know that. And then for other people who haven't been here all week, um, hopefully you can catch on. But the thing I want to talk about is something that probably underpins most of the things that control us. So it's probably one of the things that sort of lay under the surface of most of the things that control us. Now, Arani talked about, um, she talked, first day she talked about what sort of things control us or what control really looks like, you know, and the fact that, you know, there's always something that controls us. But the good news is we actually, if we want to be intentional about that, we do have the opportunity to choose what controls us, but ultimately there is always something that controls us. Sometimes that's negative, and other times we can choose that can also be positive. 
And then she went on to talk about lust, which we've mentioned, and, and that certainly had a bit of an impact. I've heard that spoken of, like, wow, actually, I, that was a, something I really needed to think about. She talked about negativity and how negativity can control us and how that can be a big part of our lives. Anger um, and then other people's opinion, which, which Michael just spoke of as well. So, so there's some of the things we've, we've spoken about. That's sort of the, there's a 30-second summary. Uh, and <laughs> now you're all caught up. That's fantastic if you haven't been here. And for our students, there's your, there's your little, you know, to jog your memory. So today I'm going to start off with something else, uh, a different subject, but like I said, it sort of underpins most of those things. Um, and I, I thought about, I thought I'd start with, right, I thought I'd start with a little like a who am I quiz. And so I, I'm talking about something, so we've talked about anger, we've talked about lust, we've talked about opinions and emotions, all sorts of things. Um, so today I'm going to talk about something else, which I haven't revealed yet, for a reason because I thought I might, uh, I might have a little bit of a, like a who am I quiz. And I've even got a prize, all right, because that's the sort of thing we do in chapel. We like to, uh, you know, get some involvement, all right. So this, this, this prize can go to anyone. You don't have to be like a student to, to, to pull this out. So basically, I'm going to go through a few, like a who am I quiz, and I'll read some stuff out. And as soon as you think you know what this is, um, you can call it out, and if you get it right, I'll, uh, I'll give you three M&Ms. So that's a pretty big prize, right? All right, here we go. All right. Who am I? I control you by. I keep you from admitting you need help. I can control you by keeping you from admitting you've lost. Who said that? There's about five people. <laughs> oh, no. All right, Melissa, everyone's pointing to you. All right. So that, that, that give her a little round of applause right there. Thanks, Melissa. Okay. Let me give you some more things. I've got about 20, so like I, maybe I was underestimating your intelligence. Uh, or maybe they're a little bit simple, but okay, talking about pride, let's keep going, right? I keep you from admitting you are lost, admitting that you lost to start with, but now that you are lost. I keep you from admitting that you don't know uh, what you are doing, even though everyone else knows that you don't know what you're doing. Does that make sense? You want to get your head around that one? I keep you from admitting weakness. I keep you from accepting help and gifts from others when they offer. I keep you from backing down in an argument even after you realise you were wrong, just to save face. I stop you from letting other people go first and for wanting them to flourish. I stop you from celebrating other people's successes, like in class or in sport or at work. I stop you from initiating an apology even when you know you were wrong. I stop you from initiating an apology even when you were a little bit wrong and the other person was a big bit wrong. I make you cheat before you allow yourself to lose. I make yourself to lie. It's pride, you're right. Humble, another side of pride. I make, you, I make you lie about your past and exaggerate your own story. I make you buy things, clothes, cars, even houses, to impress people whom you wish and expect would love you just the way you are. I make you pride, same thing. They're all pride. That's my answer anyway. I make you buy things to impress people who can't, uh, sorry, I'll start again. I make you buy things to impress people who often aren't even paying attention to you. I make you jealous of other people's popularity. I help your brain to justify why someone else should help, but you can't. So, that's the sort of thing. I guess just wanted to start, like, what is pride? Now, quite often we talk about pride, or we talk about humility, and it's, it's like, and so I'm not talking about the, like, Okay, as a father, um, 
I'm really proud of my boys. I'm really proud of my kids. And, I, and I've said this to, to the people, to our students who have helped out this week, the van plus the other people, the Chelsea's and the Tambo's and the, the other people who have put the program together. Like, man, I was so proud of them this week. Like, I actually, I'll, I'll admit, maybe it's part of my pride, try and get rid of the pride of my, but I'll admit, you know, I was choked up a few times when I saw the, what, how great they were doing. Like, it was just, it was just so fantastic to see, to see our guys. So I'm not talking about that sort of pride, right? I'm not talking about how, you know, you can be proud of someone else like that, but I'm talking about the pride that, that, it's the, it's the nasty side of pride, it's the, it's the ugly side. Um, and it's a side that can control you. Um, it's, it's in all of us. And I think, if we were being real honest, and I don't think it's, I don't think it's anything new, that every person is affected by pride. Every person has, at some time, really been impacted by pride, and probably every person is a little bit still impacted by pride, has their life, has, is being controlled by pride in some way, shape or form. And it's, it's sort of interesting, even this week, as we talked about the other things that control us, like, you don't really want to admit it, but that's sort of what pride is. Pride is like, I don't want to, I don't want to go there, because, like, what if, what if I was... What if I had to change? And I, and I will admit, I, another thing, when I was reading that list out, well, actually, when I was writing that list out, there was a few things that I thought, maybe I won't read that out because that's probably me. <laughs> so maybe I, maybe that's a bit too close to home. Maybe I said, no, I'll put it down there because that's what pride really is. But the other thing about pride is, I guess, that it, it diminishes you. It, 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 it controls you. It puts you in a, in a little box. It, it, it sh- makes your world really small. It shuts you out. It shuts, it shuts you in, I guess, and shuts other people out. It's hard, it's hard to get close to someone who's really full of their own self-conceited pride. Pride is something that puts you at arm's length to other people. And it can also shut God out, because it's, what's the point of having pride if you are the centre of your own universe, you know? And we all know people who may be at one place or some point in time have have come across as being the centre of their own universe. And you're like, well, they don't need really any friends, they don't need any love because, well, they love themselves enough to, uh, to take care of everything that they need. So, so pride, is, pride is something that, um, that really does, when it takes control of us, uh, it pulls us down. We have to, when we have to admit stuff, if pride's in the way, admitting you're wrong, that's a really, that's a really big thing have to apologize that apology that you have to make that you know you should make that you like don't really want to make because it's a hard thing to do pride controls us it's like pride's going no you don't need to do that to acknowledge someone else how great they're doing you know have you ever been i remember i'll go back to my high school years i remember i studied real hard once in a maths test it was year nine and i thought you know what I didn't, I used to like, I used to do all right, but I'd never like, I'd never be the first in the class. And I thought, just this one time, I'm going to like try really hard. <laughs> Don't take that out of context. Um, but, <laughs> but this one time, I'm going to try really hard and we're going to like put a whole bunch of effort in. So I did. And, but just that same week, that same week that I, that this, this weekly maths test that we did, there was this guy, his name was Duncan. He turns up, um, he turns up in class as a new kid. And that was cool, that was fine. And no one really knew him, so, you know, just getting to know him, all that sort of stuff. And I'd studied really hard for this maths test, 
and I got, I don't know what it was, 90-something percent, like I did really well. And I thought, that's it, I've come first, like, because I was just, it wasn't really that I wanted to do well at maths, but just to be honest, it was just the fact that I wanted to come first, just the whole, like, competitive thing. Um, and, and I remember Duncan, this new kid, beat me by, like, one percent. Man, like, you know, you don't, like, it's just like, I beat all the other kids, and like, if he wasn't there, I would have been right, you know, like, I would have had the, I would have had the, the crown for the week, so to speak. But, like, pride, it just, it doesn't want to acknowledge other people's successes. It doesn't want to say, hey, you know, you're doing a really good job. It doesn't want to, it, it wants you to be first and doesn't want to put other people first. Now, my guess is, my guess is we can think about that and we can go into the playground, we can go to school, or we can go to the workplace, wherever you might work or whatever it is, and there are people there who are jostling for position, whether that's a social position, whether that's like, you know, I'm going to take you down socially or I'm going to say some stuff behind your back socially. Not because, like, I believe it's true or whatever, but because you're probably sticking your head up a little bit and people are starting to look at you and I don't like that. That's what pride does. And pride starts to take you down instead of lifting other people up. Pride starts to, to weasel its way into, you know, to, to, to telling those lies or not telling those truths or not apologising when you know you were wrong. Or, but, but effectively, what that does... It shuts you in. It imprisons you. It makes your friendship circle smaller and smaller. It doesn't let other people in because other people just go, well, every time you go near that person, you get burned. And so you become the victim of your own attitude, of your own pride. That's control. That's letting pride control us. That's giving pride the remote control and it's just changing channels at will. It'll just, it'll, it, it just makes you do whatever it needs to do. I want to contrast this morning, uh, just in a few minutes, um, what Jesus was like and what that did for him and what that then can also, his, in his example, do for us. So I want to go to, I want to go to uh, Philippians chapter 2. I'm going to throw this up on the board again, Smithy. All right. So Philippians chapter 2, Paul, uh, one of the Bible writers, um, wrote a whole bunch of stuff. He he writes to the people in Philippi and he's talking about some different things. But here he's basically saying, look, guys, this is what I want you to be like. I actually want you to be like Jesus. And he goes on, he starts really pleading with them in this letter that he writes. And he says, I really want you to be like Christ. He said, it's really important that you try and take on the character of Christ. Put all this other bad stuff, this other rubbish that they were dealing with at the time, put all that stuff aside and I want you to be like Christ. And this is how he says, and this is what Christ is like and this is what I want you to be like. And I still think that we can take a lot, even though he wasn't writing to the people of Refresh in 2019, we can still take a whole bunch of stuff of this away because there's a principle here that, that really still do exist. And he says, in, the, in your relationship with one another, be the, be the same mindset as Christ Jesus. In other words, I want you to think like Jesus. I want you to try and be like Christ in what this is. Next year at verse 10, Smithy. Who, being in very nature, being in very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. So basically what he's saying, like, anyhow, we've got Jesus who was living in heaven with God and, and basically they've Somehow, I don't know what the discussion was, we obviously wasn't there, we weren't recorded, but there's this discussion in heaven, basically said, righto, Jesus, you go down there, um, you, you deal with this stuff, and, and we'll see in a minute what he actually does to get there. He lowers himself, 
He said, and being the very nature of God, tell you what, was God. That's what Paul's trying to point out here. Jesus was God himself, but he didn't consider equality. He didn't try and, he didn't try and become the best. He didn't try and become like, stay as a God. He didn't try and use that as his own advantage. Next verse. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. Now, this, is, this concept I know is talked about a lot, you know, in Christian circles and people like me stand up the front of the church and we talk about this sort of stuff. But try and get your head around the reality of what this took place here. Try and get your head around the reality of this, this God being actually became a human servant. Next verse. And being found in appearance of men, in other words, became a person, you know, a human being, he humbled himself, which is the opposite of pride, and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. We'll just leave that up there, Smith, for a bit. When Jesus, when Jesus is on earth, we go back to the Gospels, which we haven't got the verse for, but we think of things that he did. When he walked around, like, how did he treat people around him? What sort of stuff did he come up with? Did he, did he just like, you know, walk around with big fanfare? No. What he did, he looked for people he could help. And every step along the way, he, he looked. And as Paul pointed out, he, he tried to lift, each other, lift up other people because he was a servant. What does that mean for us today? What does that mean for us on Monday when we go back to school or work or whatever it might be? How can you be more like Christ? Because that pride controls. Last Supper. Jesus is a story. If you don't know the story, let me quickly explain. Just before Jesus was actually killed, before he was crucified, he has a meal with his disciples, which are his close mates, a dozen of them, and he, he's, he's sitting there and, and they've, 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 got, um, they've walked in, their, their feet are all dirty from the journey. Usually it's the job of a servant. Many people have heard this story a thousand times. Some of you may not. But they've cu- he's come up and normally there'd be a servant or someone whose pretty dirty job it would be to wash someone's feet because they've, they've walked around in sandals and donkey poo or whatever it might be, right? Just reality. And so no one was there and everyone would be looking at each other thinking, well, who's going to, you know, what are we going to do, do this? Who's going to do this? And Jesus himself, God himself, did the lowest of the low job. That's just an example of what Jesus did. Jesus walked around, he touched lepers. Jesus walked around, he mixed with people who people couldn't really talk to, so to speak. Jesus lowered himself, become the lowest of the low, lowest of the low as a humble servant. Question for you, do you do that? Do you have that same mindset? Or is there something in your life you go, you know what, I probably could step out maybe i could become more of a servant maybe maybe instead of having the last word in an argument i'm just going to go that's cool or maybe i'll actually apologize maybe i will help somebody and i won't think it's someone else's job i won't let my brain tell me that well you can justify this you don't need to help anybody but you look at what christ did and you look at how many people just warm to him because of the way that he ministered the way that he went about doing something in his life and it's just thinking you know what if you you look around at people in our lives you without even thinking of names you don't even have to think too hard you know people who you put in that 
pride slash arrogant type thing and you look at them and you think that they're not really nice people to hang around and then you can think of people who are really humble and you think they're they're people that you just they're just no judgment they're nice they they're always serving you and that you just you're just drawn to them their world is opened up the pride or the arrogant person their world is closed in but the problem is and this is sort of where i'm going to wrap it up a little bit the problem is we can't usually see pride in ourselves I could stand up here and say, oh, I'm a really humble person. Sounds about pretty arrogant to myself. But we, it's really hard to see, to see pride in ourselves. We, we don't think we're proud. We don't, we don't see it. It's really hard to see. You could probably, probably ask one of your family members about it, and they could probably tell you pretty clearly where you're proud or arrogant or, or whatever. But it's really hard to see in yourself. And then when they, but the problem is, when someone does point out, if you ask them to be honest, to, to point out that you were proud or arrogant, the problem is you'd probably straight away come up with a justification for what you did because we don't want to, we don't want to go there. We don't want to think that we're proud and arrogant. I had, a, uh, I had an experience one time that I suggest you don't do. And that was, I was, um, I was thinking about this topic years ago. It was, it was a number of years ago now. And I was thinking about this topic about humility and, pr- and, and being proud and arrogant and all that sort of stuff. And I thought I was doing all right. You know, like I thought I was a fairly, fairly humble person. And, uh, and I prayed to God, Lord, help me to be humble. And, uh, you know, and, and I was being, like, legit, serious, like, genuinely saying, God, you know, humble me. I want to be a humble servant, a bit like you. And I said to God, and if I, <laughs> this is a bit you don't want to do, right? I said to God, if, if I can't be humble, if, if I'm praying about this and, and I'm asking you to change me, but if there's something in my heart that I just won't let go and I can't see, then I, I want you to humiliate me, all right? Don't do that, all right? Because what happened next, like, it wasn't pretty. And, and publicly, and, and I won't go into the detail, but I'm just going, oh, I do have a pride, <laughs> I do have a pride problem, don't I, God? Yes, you do, Neil. You know, pretty obvious, right? So I, I did that twice in my life, and I'm too scared to ever do that again. But we can't see it in our own life. It's really hard. It's really hard to see that in our own life. But if we start thinking about, all right, what, what does that look like? Has pride got a control on me? Or am I letting go of the control or letting you know passing that as i said to start with there's something controls or something always controls us but we do have a choice of what controls us and we can either let things like pride or or selfishness selfishness you know selfishness control us or we can give that over to god and say god i don't want that anymore i would love to become humble because what jesus did he turned the whole thing upside down like no leader no leader the best of my knowledge that it probably that ever lived a you know, that, that had made such a big impact anyway in, in, the, in the world's history, had ever come and said, oh, I just want to be a humble servant. Like, no, no leader, like, if you're a world leader, you don't just come and say, well, I just would love to come and wash your feet. Can I do that? Is that cool? You know? And sometimes, some of us, we're like, well, we're so proud, we don't even want to accept that sort of stuff. But Jesus turned this whole thing upside down. And, and you see that it, what his ministry did, and you see what it... And, like, I think for us, like, you know, for your students here at school, like, what you could do in, the, in you know, in your, amongst your friendships, in your classes or anything like that, then, like, you start giving that sort of control over to God, see what happens. Or if you're at work or unis or wherever else you might be, you know, like, looking around, the, looking, looking around your, your environment, your world, like, what would happen if you just went, I'm just going to humbly serve i'm going to lift other people up and you may already do that but there's still i believe i believe all of us still 
struggle with that in some way, shape or form in some aspects of their life, to find those areas and go, you know what, I could probably do that better. So I'd love to challenge you um, this week and, and continue on to, to actually to be like Christ. And you know, and you think about this last part of this verse here, it says, he became obedient to death, even death on a cross. He was actually killed and he actually went there willingly, even though it was super hard. He was actually killed by the very people he was trying to lift up. He was taken down by the very people he was trying to lift up. Put that in a social setting in your world. Put that in your Instagram account or your Facebook account. Have you ever seen that happen before where other people take you down when you're trying to do the right thing? say something and like all of a sudden someone just smashes you and thinks where did that come from have you ever done that to someone else have you ever tried to take someone down for no real reason other than you thought they were poking their head up a little bit high and pride was getting in your way i'm going to ask the band to come back we're going to sing one more song um just to finish up and and i just i suppose as we finish up our week of worship is our week of worship encore um for those who have been all week here all week, of course, our students and our teachers, um, you know, I hope that we can take away from that, uh, you know, all those messages that Arani spoke about. Um, but for the rest of us too, to, to just to be really challenged by, you know what, when we give up, when we give God the remote, when we give Him what we've been talking about, when we give Him the remote, the difference that that can make and the difference in our, not just, not just in our own life and in our own um, happiness and contentment and fulfillment of our life but also how we might be able to minister to others thanks guys okay the song we're going to sing why don't you all get up on your feet the song we're going to sing it's a bit of a fun one we're going to sing wake and it's going to like we, we just want you to ignite the passion of god inside your heart and let him wake you up this afternoon Speak your name, we lift our eyes to our hearts, to your feet, where we walk, there you'll breathe with fire in our eyes, our lives alive, your love untamed, it's blazing now, the streets will glow forever bright, you're always breaking through the night, you'll never fade away, your love is here to stay. Streets will glow forever bright. 
together heavenly father thank you so much thank you for the enthusiasm and the, and what you've done for so many people what you've done this week and i just pray, pray sorry that that will continue and that will stick for us all and uh yeah lord that we can uh be better people for you and have better lives because we've given control over to you Guys, can we just give the band one more clap? I think that they've been amazing. They have done that every day this week. It has been absolutely incredible. Um, so thank you for coming today. Thank you, Neil, for speaking. Um, 